KFES Petersburg. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. Good morning. It is 8 o'clock. 29-year-old Hideki Matsuyama became the first male golfer from Japan to win a major championship on Sunday, winning this year's Masters by one stroke over Will Zalatoris. He fired a final round, one over 73, become the first Masters champion with a final round over par since Trevor Immelman did it in 2008 when he shot a 75. Xander Shoffley was in contention for his first green jacket until he found water on the 16th hole and carded a six on the par three. The next major championship, the PGA Championship. It's next month in Kiowa, South Carolina. This Lexus Richmond Masters update is brought to you by the Virginia State Golf Association. Major League Baseball's replay is coming into question this morning after the Braves were on the losing end of a controversial call in the ninth inning. Last night's 7-6 loss to the Phillies. Phillies third baseman Alex Bum was caught safe after sliding into home plate, but perhaps not touching it during the bang-bang play. Multiple replay angles confirmed that his feet may have never made contact with home plate, but was still caught safe after a lengthy review. Atlanta took 2-3 of from Philadelphia over the weekend. They'll open a series with the Marlins tonight. Coverage starts at 7.05 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The Nationals are off to a 1-5 start this season after losing to the Dodgers 3-0 Sunday afternoon. Washington's only victory so far this season came on their season opening win. Eric Fetty gets the start tonight for the Nats when they take on the Cardinals at 7.45. Martin Truex Jr. passed Denny Hamlin with 15 laps to go to win Sunday's rain-delayed Cup Series race at Martinsville. He becomes the first two-time winner this season, winning for the third time in four starts at the half-mile track. This week and all the action heads to Richmond for Truck and Cup Series action later this week. The high school football championships are set for this weekend in Region 6A. Thomas Dale will travel to Oscar Smith to a 2 o'clock start on Saturday in Region 5B. It's Manchester at Highland Springs. That game will be played at Verina High School Saturday with kickoff set for noon. A check for ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be partly sunny and mild today with highs in the middle 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. Weather's brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for rebates or low payments on a new Linux home comforter system. Call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 802. Mitchell Bradley on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Huddle up. Sit up. All right, huddle up. Bring it in, guys. This is the Sports Huddle with Bob Black on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Let's go. Huddle up. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com. Come on, huddle up. Now, here's Bob Black. Smith ready to deal. 1-2 on the way. Lifted out towards left field. Coming in is Marcelo Zuna. Looks up into the sky. Makes the catch. Tagging from third is Baum. Here comes the throw out of left. Play at the plate. He is safe. They might want to review this one. Ooh, I think you want to re- review this one. Yeah, I don't know that that front foot of Bones got to the plate. Looks like it went around the plate to the first base side. Yeah. So when Darno secured it, he was in the right-hand batter's box. He lunged to his right. He applied the tag to the left or right knee. Meanwhile, Bohm was trying to slide to the front of the plate with the left foot, and I don't know that he made contact. Well, there's not much that would supersede and out-headline the Masters on a Monday morning after the Masters, but here on ESPN Richmond, the home of the Atlanta Braves, that just might do it. In fact, it did it. Hideki Matsuyama wins the Masters, the first Japanese male golfer to win a major championship, and yet... We have overshadowed that with the controversy in the Braves-Phillies game last night on ESPN from the Braves radio network, all of that, and virtually everybody, unless you're wearing Phillies red pinstripes or Philly gray uniforms on the road, believe that call was wrong. And even yours truly, as a staunch Philadelphia Phillies fan, believes the Phils may have gotten away with one there, but you know what? You're not giving back victories, that's for sure. They're so hard to come by, you'll take them any way you can get them. But it does open up quite a can of worms on so many levels last night. Really highly entertaining Sunday night baseball on ESPN, Braves Radio Network call. You heard it just a moment ago. Hopefully you've seen it by now. Either you were watching live last night 
or you've seen it over and over again on any of the sports shows this morning. Of course, we keep attuned to ESPN, being an ESPN station and sports center, and they have shown it literally from every angle possible. And over and over again, Alex Baum of the Phillies sliding in against Braves catcher Travis Darnot. It looks like his foot goes over the top of home plate, never touches the plate. The tag is applied, and it looked as though he was out at home plate. In fact, when I saw it in real time watching last night, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, he looked like he went over top of the plate, and then the safe call came, and I felt pretty good about it. Then we had the long review, and, of course, ESPN showed it from every which angle, and I'm like, well, that's going to be overturned, and everybody was saying the same thing. Uh, Lance Barrett, the home plate umpire, originally calling him safe, which was critical in the review. Him calling him safe, and I think that's some of what Brian Snicker was particularly upset about when he came stomping out of the dugout after the replay review was upheld was that the original call was wrong and the home plate umpire should have gotten it right to begin with. And then I think the replay umpires in New York would not have reversed that call, that they would have left it as an out call if the home plate umpire had gotten it right. The Major League Baseball statement was that they could not definitively determine that the runner failed to touch home plate prior to the fielder applying the tag, which is kind of ridiculous from five different angles, we all pretty much saw the same thing. And everybody else seemed to agree that Baum missed the plate and he should have been out, other than whether you were in the Phillies dugout. Um, So there's a lot wrong with this whole thing. That was number one. The home plate umpire probably should have had the call on the field in real time as an out call. He did not. Then you've got the replay umpires and I've got to do a little bit more research on this and I should know this and I apologize for not but I will I do believe the replay umpires are current major league baseball umpires and they rotate them through New York so in other words when they're not on the field and the umpires go on a rotation basis one of the rotations instead of going to a city to umpire a three or four game series is you go to New York and you sit in the replay room and you're the umpires. And I don't get that. If that's the case, I probably should hold off on this until I do a little bit more research. But if that's the case, I'm just not sure how you can have current umpires overturning calls of your colleagues. I just think that makes for a very rough work environment. Whether you see them or not during the regular season, I just think that's really difficult and you need to do what the other sports have done and keep them totally separate. You need to have retired umpires potentially in that replay room or you're hiring people trained just to be the replay umpires. You're taking them out of wherever they are. They're minor league umpires working their way up, and you sit them down and you say, look, we don't think you're necessarily going to get to the major leagues, but here's another avenue, here's another path, and here's what it entails. And you are going to overturn your colleagues, your brethren, the umpires on the field. Or you just need to put supervisors in that room that oversee the umpires, that that's their job anyway, is to critique the umpires, correct mistakes that they make, sit them down during the season, have virtual Zoom meetings with them, go over plays, and you correct them when they're wrong. And you have the supervisors do that. And never shall the two cross, right? It should be like, Two ships passing in the night. They really never should interact with one another because I do understand how difficult it would be for an active Major League umpire uh, to watch that play. And their colleague, who was in the right place, he was right on top of that play. Fundamentally, it looked like Lance Barrett did everything right as the home plate umpire other than what his eyes saw. His eyes deceived him, and he made a bad call. He made the wrong call. But I don't think the umpires in that replay room, current umpires, if they are, and I believe they are, would overturn a guy who did everything right except miss the call and then have to deal with him somewhere along the way during the Major League Baseball season. So I think that's another level. Uh, That's the second level of this thing. 
the third level of this thing from the Atlanta Braves' perspective is they've got a left fielder who doesn't make very good throws. Marcelo Zuna, boy, you talk about being on a scouting report the rest of the year. He was only about, what, no more than 200, 250 feet into very shallow left field, and he had to make a two-hop throw to the plate. And I'm not a big analytics guy, as I've mentioned on this show many, many times before, but the numbers came in that his throw to home plate was like 77 miles an hour, and for a major league outfielder, that's not much. That's a lollipop kind of throw to home plate, that if he'd been a left fielder who had a cannon, who had a gun, it wouldn't even have been close at home plate. So that's the issue for the Braves moving forward. They're never going to get this game back, even if Major League Baseball eventually does another thing that I hate, and that's apologizing for a call that's made and saying the call was wrong and to the losing team, we're sorry. That doesn't help them at all. They're not getting the win back. They're not going to, like, protest the game and get it replayed. None of that's going to happen. But the Braves need to take a look, you know, at left field because that was a terrible throw, absolutely terrible throw on two hops from where he was in left field, what, 225, 250, no more than 250 feet in very shallow left field. And Azuna, again, he like the umpire, he was fundamentally sound. He got behind the ball. He lined it up. He made his throw to home, but it just had no zip, no mustard on that throw, and Brian Snicker is going to have to make some decisions in close games down the stretch about whether to get somebody else in the outfield as opposed to Azuna because, as we say all the time, the ball's going to find you. If you are not a good fielder, if you are struggling defensively, you're not going to hide. That ball's going to get hit to you somehow, some way. Uh, and that's what happened last night. But, you know, Major League players all around the Major Leagues were tweeting last night after that game. And as Drew Smiley said, boy, I thought he had some great comments. The starting pitcher uh, for the Braves, I thought he was very level-headed, uh, and he made the right comments, and he admitted, hey, in, in, to read his quote, in real time, it's bang-bang, but we have five different angles on a nationally televised game. It's clear his foot didn't touch the plate for MLB to overturn it. It's embarrassing. Why even have replay if you won't overturn that? Travis Darno said the same thing after he watched it, the Braves catcher. Uh, there were tweets from all around Major League Baseball. Justin Turner from the Dodgers, Mike Trout from the Angels were a couple as well. And, you know, the Phillies uh, towed the company line here. You don't want to tick off the umpires moving forward when the Phillies get into another 50-50 proposition and they're coming out saying, oh, yeah, I was out on that play. They're not going to do that. As Alex Baum himself said, and he's only in his second year in the big leagues, and he knew what to say, I was called safe. That's all that matters. Uh, Joe Girardi, we felt like we had a chance to score on that fly ball. I think that speaks volumes as well. The Phillies scouting report already knew that Azuna has a weak arm in left field. Uh, Girardi said, hey, it was a narrow one. It was by the skin of the big toe that we scored. It looked like his big toe kind of hit the corner of the plate when we saw all of the angles. Eh, I don't know about that. So uh, maybe we'll dig up the uh, the Phillies radio network call and see if they were as brutally honest as the Mets announcers were. Remember we had that incident last week where Michael Conforto got hit by a pitch but was hanging over home plate with the bases loaded, and he was awarded first base when it should have been a strike, and it won the game for the Mets against the Marlins, and the Mets announcers were brutally honest and said the call was wrong and the Mets shouldn't have won that game. But they'll take the win. You're not giving back the win. That's the bottom line here. And I wonder if the Philly announcers said the same thing. Uh, and you know what? I think there could be more coming from this. I'm making a big deal about it, and I spent the first 15 minutes on this game and this particular play, first of all, because we carry the Braves, so we consider them one of our hometown teams, along with the Orioles and the Nationals as well. We'll get into the Nationals as we move along here a little bit this morning on the sports huddle. Uh, but I do think there could be some changes coming to the replay system in Major League Baseball off of these two calls in the past week. Two controversial wrongs, uh, question, uh, calls, both of which were wrong, as it turned out. The hit-by-pitch over home plate, which wasn't reviewable at all, and maybe they changed what is reviewable and what isn't, and then the call at home plate last night. I think you're going to have new uh, machinations 
if you will, for how replay is addressed and maybe who is in that replay room. And, I, again, I'll we'll look it up. We'll get into it at some point. But at the very least, if you're going to use active umpires, you better put a supervisor who's off the field in that room as well. Um, that as they look at all those monitors from all those games, there are a couple of supervisors that if the umpires look at it and say, hey, here's how I'm going to tell them on the field to rule – get the supervisor to take a look at it and sign off on it before you do it. Uh, and it can't continue to take so much time. As the players said last night, we dragged the game down for five minutes and we still got it wrong. So that was another level that they're going to have to address as well. And then there's one more. And I'm going to bring this up and then uh, we're going to move on to more baseball because we got the Dodgers, Nats, and Red Sox, Orioles yesterday as well and then of course we do got the masters and we got football to talk coming up here in a little bit but in any event the braves fans okay i'm emphasizing braves fans here not phillies fans this game was in atlanta it was the braves fans who showed total disregard for the players the safety of other fans in the stadium the field itself all of that by throwing junk trash onto the field after that play and even the Braves players were critical of their own fans. And I've been critical of Atlanta fans over the years. I don't think they're all that passionate. I don't think they're as em- em- embraced in their team, invested in their team, as many of the other big-time sports cities of the Phillies and the uh, New Yorks and the Bostons and the Chicagos. I don't think they're that way in Atlanta. There's just too much else going on in Atlanta, and I've never felt like that. Yeah, do they fill the place when they're in the playoffs year after year? Yeah, they do. But they're they're not like those other uh, fans in those other cities, which is why this is a little surprising. But they were throwing garbage onto the field last night in Atlanta, right? Not in Philadelphia. This did not happen at old veteran stadium, for crying out loud. This happened in Atlanta. And even Dansby Swanson was quoted as saying, I love our city, I love our fans, they're passionate, I would argue that. They care, I would argue that a little bit, but what happened after they announced that call is the most embarrassing part of the whole night. The throwing of things on the field, it's disrespectful to the people who put in so much work to have the field ready for us every day. Good for him, by the way, to tip the cap to the grounds crew and those kind of guys. He said it's an embarrassing representation of our city. The worst part of it is I don't think people realize we have families here. There are kids that are sitting in the front row and you have bottles whizzing by their head. Endangering kids that may not be able to protect themselves is downright embarrassing and shouldn't happen again. Good for him. Good for Dansby Swanson. But again, just make a note of that, that that was Atlanta, not Philadelphia. Wild play. Great game last night on Sunday Night Baseball. And that leads off our sports huddle for a Monday morning, already 8-17. Bob Black with you here. Mitchell Bradley's back from vacation. He's producing in our ESPN Richmond studios. Uh, Dial us up. Text us. Take a look at our Twitter poll question. I'll get to that in a couple of moments as well. 804-521-8501. Text us, 804-638-9508. Here's what's coming up as we get your week started with the Sports Huddle. These are today's top stories. Read the copy, please. The copy's good. Just read it. This is the opening drive. That looks like my new co-anchor may need a glass of water. (laughs) (laughs) All right, opening drive brought to you by our good friends at Lexus of Richmond all weekend long. The presenting sponsor of our Masters tournament coverage right here on ESPN Richmond Experience. The Lexus UX Hybrid SUV with a 39 mile per gallon combined estimate. That's right. 39 miles per gallon. That's going on during hybrid season at Lexus of Richmond. Visit them on Midlothian Turnpike or online at LexusofRichmond.com. Yes, Hideki Matsuyama won the Masters. Boy, he almost blew a big lead. He had a 1 over 73 on the uh, final round. One shot victory. Uh, at the Masters yesterday, first male golfer from Japan to win a major championship. He had a six-shot lead on the back nine and lost almost all of it until they got to 18, and he wound up winning by the one shot. So great win for him, great for the country, for Japan, 
uh, all of that. A lot of people feeling really happy uh, for him. And he's only 29 years old. I feel like his name has been rolling off our tongue for a long time now, even longer than that. So he's got a lot of great golf ahead of him. All right, we got a lot of great sports talk ahead of us this morning. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, Russ Huseman, uh, another week with no game. Please help me out here. What am I going to talk with Russ about this week without yet another game to break down? Although, we got a great matchup coming up this Saturday. we got, like, playoff Saturday in CAA football. We'll detail that with Russ at the bottom of the hour, and hopefully the games, knock on wood, are played this Saturday. Matt Joseph joins us at 9.30 from Border to Border. He's back to start another week coming up this afternoon at 3 o'clock, brought to you by Colonial Downs Racetrack, and Matt joins us at 9.30 this morning. I'll get to our Twitter poll question and much more, but I need to take a breath now after my rant and rage over the Phillies-Braves controversial call and the ending of, oh, by the way, what was a 7-6. Phils win. They avoided the sweep. The Braves took the first two over the weekend. Looks like it's going to be quite a battle in the National League East. Uh, the Nationals are in a little bit of trouble right now after they got shut out again yesterday by the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw, who outdueled Max Scherzer. Talk about all that on the other side of a break, and we check traffic. 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM. Thank you for joining us Monday morning. It's the Sports Huddle. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update is brought to you by ExpressPros.com. We're seeing some heavy backup on 40 westbound between Gorman Street and Highway 1. 40 westbound in Johnson County is seeing some heavy congestion between Highway 42 and Highway 70 Bypass. There's some slow traffic 440 westbound between Newburn Avenue and Capitol Boulevard. And look out for a crash on US 301 at Weaver Road, a wreck Westgate Road west of Ebenezer Church Road. And look out for a serious wreck Yonkers Road near 440. I'm Joe Vibaris on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Express Employment Professionals matches people with the right skills with the right jobs. To find your next job, visit ExpressPros.com and find the location near you. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. So what's your favorite thing about sports? The excitement, the action, or the five-meat pizza and cold six-pack? Bingo. That's what we thought. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. I love this city. I love our fans. Um, They're passionate. They care. But what happened after uh, they announced that call is like, that's the most embarrassing part of the whole night. Um, Not the call, but just the reaction and and the throwing, uh, the throwing of things on the field. um, Because number one, uh, disrespectful to the people that put in so much work to have the field ready for us every day to make sure it's in the best shape possible. Uh, Number two, uh, endangering players. Uh, it's, It's that's incredibly disrespectful. Dansby Swanson said it a lot better than I uh, wrote, read what he had said after the game last night. Uh, you know what? I think he probably endeared himself to Atlanta baseball fans for a long, long time off of what he said last night. And those words will speak volumes. It'll be better than anything any security guy could have done in the ballpark last night, short of stopping somebody in mid-throw from throwing something on the field. People will listen to what Dansby Swanson said. The Braves should promote those quotes and make sure their fan base is engaged in what he said last night. All right, uh, let's keep going on this topic. It's been fun to start the morning. Wasn't expecting it to go this way this morning uh, until that game unfolded last night. Let's go to the phone lines, talk about it a little bit on the sports huddle. 99.5, uh, ESPN. David, thanks for waiting through the break there and the traffic. Appreciate it. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm great, thanks. Fired up. Oh, I just want to talk about that play last night. Now I watched the game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great game. And the play at the plate, the umpire was there watching it full speed, real time. What if the bottom of his cleats slid across that plate that touched it? Because he was standing right there looking at it. What if the bottom of his cleats touched that? Maybe. Maybe, and maybe that's what Major League Baseball is saying when they couldn't conclusively tell whether his cleat, you're exactly right, his cleat could have scraped home plate. Who knows? That you really didn't see, right? That's that's correct. You couldn't see that. 
And like like was you commented earlier about the fellow out there in left field throwing yeah. it in. He should have threw a you know much harder throw. Yep. That, to me, is the Braves' biggest problem here. They're going to win this division. There is so much talent on that Braves team. As I watched that game last night, I I couldn't believe what I was – I mean, every batter who came up is a threat for the Braves to put the ball in play and drive the ball to the gaps and over the fence. So they're going to win the division this one game. They're not going to lose the division by one game in late September. Mark that down. Record that, Mitchell. We'll play it back at the end of September. If the Braves lose this thing by one game, I'll admit I was wrong, but they're not going to, in my opinion. So that's not their problem. Their problem, like you just said, David, is in left field. And they got a great player there, particularly offensively in Marcelo Zuna, but they got to figure out if he comes out of games, right? Like in the eighth or ninth inning of a one-run game. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Are you a Phillies or a Braves fan or just a baseball fan? No, I'm an Orioles fan. Okay, I love baseball, and I and I said I've thoroughly enjoyed the whole weekend tuning into baseball all weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I couldn't agree with you more there. And the Orioles are competitive right now, right? Ah. <laughs> they, they got swept by the uh, Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's true. That was, that was some, bad uh, timing. Points on the board. Yeah, they, bad, bad timing on my part to say that they're competitive after the Red Sox <laughs> came into Camden Yards and, and, and swept. I caught a little of the game uh, yesterday. They fell behind uh, by so much so early, tried to come back and couldn't do it. So Yeah, just couldn't um, quite make it. But I'm with you. I, I agree. It's so refreshing, so great to have baseball back on the radio and television and, and hopefully get into the ballpark. David, thanks so much for keeping it rolling with us this morning. Have a good day. All right. Appreciate the call. I'll get back into that. I want to talk some Nats Dodgers as well. We'll get into the Orioles a little bit moving forward as well. But right now we're going to take a break. When we come back, one of the things we love to do on this show is kind of hopscotch from sport to sport. So we spent baseball for the first half hour. We're going to start the second half hour with football, college football. Russ Huseman joins us each and every Monday on the Sports Huddle during the spring season. Head coach of the Richmond Spiders. We'll talk with him next on the Sports Huddle. If you hit it, pass it, dunk it, shoot it, check it, throw it, putt it, or block it, then we're going to talk about it. I like that! I just thought I'd clear that up. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Spring is showtime at BetMGM. Baseball is back, and as the weather warms up, the hockey and basketball action gets even hotter. Hi, I'm Matt Josephs. It's the perfect time to take a shot at an easy hundred from the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today using code MattJ100 and win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 Moneyline wager on the Wizards or Jazz, and if either team hits a three, you win regardless of your bet's outcome. No matter what your favorite sport is, BetMGM is always at your fingertips with innovative parlay selection builders, daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code MattJ100. To win $100 in free bets when you wager $1 on the Wizards or Jazz. New customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older. Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. This update is brought to you by Herman Allen. For big rebates and low payments on a new Lennox home comfort system, call Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at 804-746-5853 today. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane and a technology team. Experience amazing during the Invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. Call Herman Allen at 804-746-5853 for reliable Lennox products that make your air in your home absolutely perfect. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley. It is a 29, 29-year-old Hideki Matsuyama became the first male golfer from Japan to win a major championship on Sunday, winning this year's Masters by one stroke over Will Zalatoris. He fired a final round one over 73 to become the first Masters champion with a final round over par since Trevor Evelman did it in 2008 when he shot a 75. Xander Shoffley was in contention for his first green jacket until he found water on the 16th hole and carded a six on the par three. The next major is the PGA Championship. It's next month in Kiowa, South Carolina. 
This Lexus of Richmond Masters update is brought to you by Queenfield Golf Club. Major League Baseball's replay system coming into question this morning after the Braves were on the losing end of a controversial call in the ninth inning and last night's 7-6 loss to the Phillies. Phillies' third baseman, Alex Baum, called safe after sliding into home plate but perhaps not touching it during the bang-bang play. Multiple replay angles confirmed that his feet may have never made contact with home plate but was still called safe after a lengthy review. Atlanta taking two of three from Philadelphia over the weekend. They'll open up a series with the Marlins tonight. Coverage starts at 7.05 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The Nationals off to a 1-5 start this season after losing to the Dodgers 3-0 Sunday afternoon. Washington's only victory so far this season came on their season opening game. Eric Fetty gets the start tonight for the Nats when they take on the Cardinals at 7.45. Martin Truex Jr. passed Denny Hamlin with 15 laps to go to win Sunday's rain-delayed Cup Series race at Martinsville. He becomes the first two-time winner of the 2021 season, winning for the third time in four starts at the half-mile track this weekend. All the action headed here to Richmond for Truck and Cup Series action later this week. The high school football championships are set for this weekend. Region 6A has Thomas Dale traveling to Oscar Smith for a 2 o'clock game on Saturday. And Region 5B is Manchester at Highland Springs. That game will actually be played at Verina High School starting Saturday at noon. A check of your ESPN Richmond weather forecast. Good morning. It'll be partly sunny and mild today with highs in the middle 70s. I'm Storm Tracker 8 meteorologist Matt Denardo. You're up to date now on the Richmond Sports Center at 831. Richmond football coach, coach Russ Huseman coming up next on the Sports Huddle right here 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Express employment professionals matches people with the right skills with the right jobs. To find your next job, visit ExpressPros.com and find the location near you. Are you looking for better employment marketability? More skills for a higher rate of earnings. The Capital Region Adult Education Program is here to help you. Prepare for a high school equivalency credential. Improve and increase workplace and digital literacy skills. Even get an industry credential and more. Help is on the way. So call today, 804-780-6039. That's 780-6039. Capital Region Adult Education can raise you up. For all of your home remodeling projects this spring, save big at the Salt Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. With 24,000 square feet of selection on in-stock carpet and luxury vinyl waterproof flooring, South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet has you covered. 12 months, same as cash. Located on the Boulevard in Colonia Heights, right next to the post office. Everything is always on sale at South Park Carpet and Flooring Outlet. Call today, 804-520-2763, online at southparkcarpet.com. Local afternoon sports talk is back on ESPN Richmond. Border to Border with Matt Joseph. Weekday afternoons at 3. He'll have the headlines of the day, guests to talk about them, your phone calls, and more. Border to Border, presented by Colonial Downs Racetrack. Looking for a fast, affordable lunch? Ariana's Italian Grill Special started just $4.99 for pizza and subs. 700 North Shepherd Street in the fan. Or online at arianasrva.com. Local sports talk is back in the afternoons. Colonial Downs Racetrack presents Border to Border with Matt Josephs. Weekdays at 3 on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Let's go to the Herman Allen Hotline at 8.33 on a Monday morning and talk some springtime college football with Russ Huseman, head coach of the Richmond Spiders, he joins us each and every Monday at this time during this spring 2021 season. Russ, good morning. How are you this morning? Pretty good, Bob. How you doing? Doing fine. Hate to keep doing this with you where we get together on a Monday morning and don't have a game to break down. That's uh, frustrating from my perspective. I'm certainly sure it is from yours and the guys. So tell us how this one unfolded, Russ. You've had... Early in the week situation like this, this time you had late in the week situation where you had to let the guys know there was no Saturday game. How did it go this weekend? Well, I mean, we got off the – we practiced Friday morning, and when I got in, uh, there was a call from John Hart. My ops guy told me I needed to give him a call, and as soon as that occurred, I knew it wasn't good. Um, so – uh, you know, he said William Mary uh, could not field a, a, enough players um, with COVID and injuries. Pretty similar where we were uh, week prior with James Madison. Uh, so you know, we had a full week of preparation for William Mary, and um, you know, and then when you know he he said, "Well, how about let's play James Madison?" And I said, "Yes." And 
on the 17th, and they worked it out, so we're going to play. <laughs> How did the guys react to all of that, kind of the downer news that you weren't going to play a game this Saturday, but then the follow-up news that you were going to get an opportunity, assuming everything goes well this week, to challenge your team against the number one team in FCS this spring? Well, I mean, obviously they were disappointed. Um, you know, William Mary is such a big game for our guys, uh, and it is for them too. I mean, it's a huge rivalry game. And, uh, you know, they were disappointed not to get to play that game. Uh, but then, you know, knowing that, uh, you know, we're going to play this Saturday with uh, with everything on the line and a uh, big game. And, you know, we had prepped for James Madison. You know, we, we had game planned them, and we had gotten all the way through our Wednesday morning practice. Uh, and, and, and then when the test came back Wednesday night, early Thursday, of that week, then we knew we couldn't play that game. So, you know, we had a lot of prep work, a lot of prep time, practice time, as, as I'm sure they did too, because they were preparing for us too. So it was, um, you know, it's been strange. Our guys are resilient. They're excited to play. Uh, so, you know, we'll get, you know, we were going to go down to Wade Mary on Saturday pretty with a shell of a team, uh, like right on the edge of, playing or not playing we had enough to play um but you know i think we got everybody out of covid protocol on saturday and sunday so as long as we get through these tests we should you know have a fairly healthy uh covid free football team for saturday uh, break that down for me for just a moment, Russ, because I was talking about this last week. It's not just the total number of guys you have to look at. It's the position group number of guys, isn't it? Because you might have a total number that meets the criteria, but you may be so thin at a position group that you can't play. Unlike uh, you know college basketball, for example, where it's just total number of guys and guys who can play. Is that fairly accurate that you have to break it down, not only total number, but by position group? Yeah, you can uh, – basically the CAA has rules. You have, you have to have a certain number of offensive linemen. You have to have a certain number of quarterbacks. Um, I think defensive linemen's another spot. And then there's a threshold of, of 53 available players um, overall. Now, you can, you can make decisions to play, you know, if you only have one quarterback, if you only have five linemen, <clears throat> you know, if you have 48 – players you know you can make those decisions but obviously you can opt out when you get below that threshold so um you know we were below the threshold in a couple of spots and uh you know in the james madison game and that's you know that's available players so most people think it's just well covid you got to have this amount of covid in contact tracing guys now it, it the number is available players so injuries um, and COVID and contact tracing all comes into play. And, uh, you know, I think that's what got William Mary this week. You know, they had a, a COVID and some contact tracing, but they also had um, a bunch of injuries in the, the, the number of available players based on injuries and COVID hit them kind of like it hit us the week before. Catching up with Russ Huseman, Richmond football coach on our Herman Allen guest hotline on the Sports Shuttle here on a Monday morning. So this could be a very exciting weekend, couldn't it? You already alluded to it. I just wonder how you're approaching this with your guys. This is almost like the first round of the playoffs in the CAA because you've got the battle for the South Championship, Richmond and JMU both going in unbeaten, and then you'll have the battle for the North Championship going up concurrently against our game, right, Russ? Because you have Delaware, which is unbeaten, and Villanova, which is only a one-loss team playing each other. Yeah, pretty big weekend here. Uh, yeah. Two really uh, good football games, obviously. Um, you know, Rob, I know Villanova and Delaware, huge rivalry. Us and James Madison, big rivalry. A um, lot on the line this weekend for for teams, no question about that. Um, you know, and, and I think I think all four teams uh, going into this thing are just focused on doing the best they can and winning a football game, and then see where everything is when the day's over. Um, and that's all you can do is just is try to prepare uh, and, and do the best you can and try to win a football game. And, and I'm sure the other three teams are, are taking it the same way. Um, you know, you can't. You know, you really don't think much further along than, than you know, winning a football game. 
and and how you need what you need to do to prepare to win a football game. So, um, you know, how well we play will be based on how well we work and practice this week and prepare for them. You know, Russ, with all the starts and stops this spring, you don't seem to have had a whole lot of concern about that, about how you'll prepare this week, that whether you were prepping for a game, whether a game was canceled or postponed, your guys seem to have had that kind of razor-like focus about them. Is that fairly accurate? Yeah, I I think we've kind of in this whole process really had one day, you know, where I brought the team up at the end of practice and felt like it was sloppy um, and – and didn't, uh, you know, we weren't kind of where we needed to be um, as far as, you know, at, at the end of that practice day. And it was actually, um, as I look back at it, there, you know, there were some circumstances because I think, you know, we, we had a couple of people that weren't feeling real well at that point in time and kind of showed up a little bit later in the in the, uh, in the evening there. So, um it wasn't a great practice that Wednesday practice for James Madison, but for the most part, they, these guys have come out and practiced. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's been a, it's been a long, you know, long camp and season so far with only playing three games. It's amazing. You know, all the work that these guys put into it, you know, for just three games. And, and so, you know, we're excited to play and get our fourth game under our belt and, uh, hopefully uh, we'll play well up there. All right. What's it going to take for the Spiders to be successful in Harrisonburg, 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon? What have you seen in all this prep time that you've had on JMU offensively and defensively for the Dukes? Well, pretty similar to where they where they are year in and year out. They they, they got a lot of team speed, uh, you know, in, in all facets of the game. Uh, they can run. Uh, they're well coached. Uh, you know, you don't see many mental mistakes um, either side of the ball and in the kicking game. Um, you know, they, they uh, obviously they have some great running backs. They can run the football. They're leading the league in rushing, I believe, uh, with a bunch of backs. Uh, you know, I, I think for us, um, you know, starting defensively, you know, we got it when we got a chance to get people on the ground and, and got an unblocked guy or or got people in our grass. That we have to get them on the ground and get them on the ground right where where the tackles being made. Um, you know, we can't give up a, a big shot in the passing game. Uh, offensively, we got to continue to hang on to the football like we've done. Uh, you know, try to get some running game going. Uh, they're pretty good. You know, their front seven are pretty good. So, um, you know, we know. That uh, you know, it'll be you know some hard yards in there, but we got to get them, uh, and and obviously solid in a kicking game. And you know, it's it's a formula. You know, I think James Madison is you know plays great defense and runs the football and plays solid special teams. And you know, we've been playing pretty good defense and running the ball effectively and uh, playing solid special teams. Not great, but solid. Uh, some of them are better than others, but uh, you know I think you got two pretty similar football teams. I think we run really well, um, so our team speed's pretty good. So I think the matchup's really good. And you feel pretty good that the guys who wouldn't have played last week are going to be ready to go. So you'll have a a full roster and full position groups. Yeah, everybody got cleared uh, yesterday, so now we got to get through Monday, Wednesday, Friday again <laughs> testing. Yep. Um, and if we do, you know, we'll have a, a pretty full uh, of the guys that are available to play. Uh, will play. Now we've got we got a bunch out with the injuries, but um, you know how, how we've been, who we've been playing with the bulk of the season. We'll have all those guys back this week. That's great news, and should make for a great game on Saturday afternoon. And I guess pretty level playing field here, right, Russ? Other than the fact that it's at. JMU, I guess, but neither team, correct me if I'm wrong here, have played since the March 27th date, right? So I, I guess from a time off and inactivity, that's probably a pretty level playing field here as well, right? Yeah, we've uh, yeah we've both taken the last two weeks off from playing. So, yeah, it's there's no advantage one way or the other. You know, they had the same amount of prep work leading up to our game, and we had to cancel, uh, we had to postpone it. 
Um, same amount of prep there. Uh, you know, they're, they kind of got it. They heard, or obviously earlier, um, you know, this week that, um, that they weren't going to be able to play. Uh, now we, we, you know, we practiced all week for William and Mary. I'm sure they did a typical, uh, open week type of deal for this week, but they, you know, they had no idea that we were playing this game Saturday. So, you know, they, there couldn't have been much, much more prep work, uh, done by them than we could have done. So, Pretty pretty even playing field as far as time off, as far as getting people back. I know they're getting a lot of people back, um, and they'll have. I think they'll have a full roster to play, and we will too. Should make for an exciting Saturday. Let's uh, hope everybody tests negative all week long between Richmond, JMU, Delaware, and Villanova, and we get those two games played on Saturday and, and decide this thing on the field. I think that'll make it all worthwhile for everybody who's had such a challenging spring, don't you, Russ? Absolutely. I think our guys, uh, you know, we got, I, you know, I feel good about our guys and, and, but, you know, you just, you can't ever tell, you know, what happens, you know, if somebody just, I mean, it could be in a cafeteria. Um, you just never know, but, uh, our, our guys are diligent. They're, you know, they're taking it seriously, the, the, the COVID issues. And, uh, you know, I, I think we'll get through this week covid free hopefully and um and be ready to play on saturday we'll get up saturday morning drive up there and go play a football game go zero in on those jmu dukes coach and we will uh see you during the week all right thanks bob appreciate it coach usman russ usman spider football coach prepping for jmu a matchup of unbeatens in the caa two o'clock saturday at bridgeforth stadium in harrisonburg our coverage at 1 30 here on ESPN. Richmond, appreciate Coach Usman joining us each and every Monday morning, even when the Spiders haven't played games on Saturday, as has been the case the past couple of weeks. ESPN Richmond Guest Hotline brought to you by Herman Allen Plumbing, Heating and Cooling, serving the Richmond community for more than 50 years. Give them a call at 804-746-5853, 746-5853, online at Herman Allen Plumbing. We'll get to our ESPN Richmond Twitter poll question presented by Uptown Alley when we come back after the break. 847 Sports Huddle, 99.5-1027 ESPN. ESPN Richmond. Traffic. This traffic update is brought to you by ExpressPros.com. We have some slow traffic, 40 westbound between The weather's nice and you're thinking, I've had it up to here with being cooped up in the house. Then get yourself out and take us along. If you've got your phone... You've got us. Listen to our live stream at ESPNRichmond.com. Lessons of Richmond presents the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Heard exclusively on ESPN Richmond. Guys, let me tell you about testosterone replacement therapy. I've been getting T-shots at the Men's Wellness Centers, and it's changed my life for the better. If you've noticed a lack of energy, you're not feeling sharp mentally, or you're experiencing less desire in the bedroom, head to the Men's Wellness Centers. We take every precaution to protect our patients against exposure to COVID-19, and we remain open with locations in Newport News, Virginia Beach, or Richmond. Check them out at menswellnesscenters.com or call them at 804-413-9013. Why would I sell the car of my dreams? For a food truck that wasn't. Or rattle off condiment combinations in my sleep. Extra mayo. All the mustard. Ketchup on the side. I mean, when did an app become my favorite tool? Nothing personal, Spatula. It's because I wanted to make the best burger ever. And QuickBooks suite of tools helped me get there. Intuit QuickBooks helps small businesses be more successful. Learn more at QuickBooks.com. This is Renee. Happy to be here. She's in a few John Deere commercials this year, but she's not some influencer. She's more of a groundbreaker behind the wheel of a one-series tractor. With her iMatch Quick Hitch, Backhoe, Quick Park Loader, and Auto Connect Mower Deck, turning her four-acre lot into a little slice of heaven is as easy as... Renee runs with us on a John Deere one-series tractor because the most important job is the next one. That's all I got. Nothing runs like a deer. Hear Renee's story at deer.com. People spent more time than ever on their lawns last year. At Virginia Green, we've seen lawns used as home offices, hair salons, even movie theaters. Hey, can you pass the popcorn? Shh. It's more than a lawn. 
And with Virginia Green making it healthy, vibrant, and beautiful, you can do more with it. For 17 years, we've satisfied our customers by making local lawns look their best. Make your yard the star of the show. Shh! Visit virginiagreen.com for your free estimate today. This spring, there's an outside chance you're ready for some outside projects and a 100% chance of saving at the Home Depot. Right now, stock up on five bags of Earth Grow or Vigoro mulch for only 10 bucks. Plus, with great low prices and free delivery on your favorite spring projects, you'll save in-store, online, store-wide. Bring on spring. The spring savings event, now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Limit 75 per customer. Color selection varies by store. While supplies last, continental U.S. Nothing can prepare you. A dragon marking? It's an invitation. It means you've been chosen. For Mortal Kombat. On April 23rd. We don't have much time. The worldwide phenomenon comes to life. I am Sub-Zero. Get over here! Mortal Kombat. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. In theaters and on HBO Max April 23rd. Where can you find a high-quality, locally hand-built mattress at a factory direct value? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our factory direct business model allows us to provide a better quality mattress at a better price when compared to mainstream mattress brands. That's because we manufacture our mattresses in our local factories and sell them directly to you, eliminating the middleman markup and saving you money. And we can provide fast local delivery as well as pickup seven days a week at our factory location. Visit an Original Mattress Factory location near you. Lexus of Richmond believes the finest vehicles in the world should be sold and serviced from the most amazing facility. Tens of thousands of happy Lexus owners would agree. The reimagined Lexus of Richmond has a cafe, new showroom, spacious customer lounge, enclosed service lane, and a technology team. Experience amazing during the invitation to Lexus sales event going on now at Lexus of Richmond. This report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Express Employment Professionals matches people with the right skills with the right jobs. To find your next job, visit ExpressPros.com and find the location near you. Mike Greenberg is now back and part of your morning. Greenie, weekdays at 10, following the sports huddle on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. Back Sports Huddle 852 on a Monday morning again. Appreciate Russ Huseman joining us, talking some college springtime football. Excited for this weekend. Really, I was excited for Saturday, like he said. Rivalry game. Always enjoy going down to William and Mary. I was fired up to go do that game and then boom, gone out of there. But uh, did get the uplifting news of the JMU game for this week, and I, I think that's great. Uh, as we said, this will be a level playing field. Both teams should be about as full strength as you can possibly be for a game like this in the spring. And the same with Delaware and Villanova. So we'll do some scoreboard watching as well and some game watching when the Spiders and Dukes meet Saturday, 2 o'clock in Harrisonburg. And again, we will determine the automatic qualifier for the CAA. It'll either be one of those four teams. Uh, Delaware is 3-0 and in the league and 4-0 and overall. Richmond is 3-0, and which are all league games, and JMU is 2-0 and in the league and 4-0 and overall. So it's kind of interesting because Richmond and JMU both need this game for different reasons. You have to have played four games to get to the postseason. So the Spiders need to play it from that perspective. You need to play at least three conference games to be eligible for the conference championship. So JMU needs this game from that perspective. Now, the Dukes could already be in at 4-0. and Even if we don't play Saturday, they would qualify as an at-large. Obviously, at 4-0 and and the number one team in the country, they would be in even if we don't play the game Saturday, but the Spiders wouldn't be. Richmond would be out because it wouldn't play enough games. So really important for this game to be played from Richmond's perspective, but also from JMU's if they want that automatic qualifier. And Delaware, with a victory, would be 4-0 and in the league and 5-0 and overall, and then they'd have to determine 
if Richmond wins the game Saturday, who gets the automatic? Because Delaware would be 4-0 and in the conference and Richmond would be 4-0 and in the conference. I would assume if Delaware wins and JMU wins, Delaware would be the automatic qualifier because they'd be 4-0 and in the league and JMU would be 3-0 and in the league. And I don't know if they include the non-conference and overall record in trying to break ties as well, because Delaware, if they play Villanova Saturday, will have played five games. JMU, if it plays Richmond Saturday, will also have played five total games on the season. So there's a lot at stake. The Villanova-Delaware game is a 1 o'clock game, and the Richmond-JMU game is a 2 o'clock game. So it'll be fun Saturday afternoon. And, of course, we've got the game, the Richmond-JMU game, uh, here on ESPN Richmond. We'll be in Harrisonburg starting at 1.30 and the game at 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon. All right, as we get to the top of the hour, we will certainly get back to the baseball talk and the golf talk as well. But let me at least give you our poll question for this morning, and you can think about it and perhaps start to vote on it. It's a very simple yes or no, but it's such a complex issue. Do the rules of instant replay need to be changed so there isn't, quote-unquote, conclusive or, quote-unquote, indisputable evidence needed to overturn a call? Yes or no simple response but a very complicated question and i thought david our caller in the first half hour brought up a great point when he said you know what that umpire was in perfect position he was right on top of the plate maybe he did see a cleat cleat scrape across the plate or maybe even hear it now i don't know if you could possibly hear it even with minimal crowds there were enough people in the ballpark yelling and screaming for a close play at the plate that he probably couldn't hear a cleat scraping across home plate but he might have seen it um whereas the replay did not get underneath the cleat to the plate and he was in a much closer position so i don't know i give david credit for bringing that up and maybe that's what the umpires in that room and the supervisor saw because i did go back and check who's in that room and it is active umpires with a supervisor so it's just what i said so eventually it doesn't fall on the umpire making that call in that room eventually a supervisor who is not an active umpire, who is an overseeing type, an administrative type, probably a former umpire, uh, signs off on, on that call. So from that perspective, I do think they're okay there. And I really appreciate David's call, especially as a Phillies fan. I feel even better. I mean, I'm taking the win one way or the other. But uh, that maybe the umpire really did see and or hear a cleat scraping across home play that's the that's where our question comes into play this morning to the naked eye even the naked eye looking on slow-mo replay uh conclusive or indisputable is probably in dispute quite quite frankly uh that there wasn't conclusive or indisputable evidence that he didn't touch home plate but to the naked eye in real time and replay i think the first thing you would say is ah he missed home plate he should be called out can we do that moving forward as opposed to you know, getting down to such a minuscule detail of maybe a cleat scraping the plate so we can't call it conclusive or indisputable, indisputable, and we're going to go with what the umpire said. And, again, I think if they had called him out, that call would have stood, and if they called him safe, that call would have stood. And I think that's part of what really stoked the ire of Brian Snicker, the Atlanta Braves manager, when he came out and argued. And you don't see managers very often come out and argue because you're really not supposed to after a replay call. I thought he was going to get tossed, and I don't think he did. I think he was probably even heading out there with the objective of getting tossed, to be honest with you. But he kept pointing to the big video board there in the ballpark and saying, hey, look, it's clear as day right there on the big screen, and you got it wrong. And I think I would have argued with the home plate umpire that, hey, you got it wrong initially. If you had gotten the call right to begin with, we wouldn't be in this situation. So it was, to be honest with you, it went for my team's favor, but it was kind of fun. It was kind of fun to have a manager get hot again and have a little bit of an argument. Now, I don't like how long it took to come up with it, but it was fine-tooth comb kind of material there last night on that play. So we'll see if there's a little bit of tweaking to the replay rules in Major League Baseball after the two controversial plays this week, the one that by rule couldn't be reviewed, and that was the hit-by-pitch with the batter Michael Conforto of the uh, Mets hanging over home plate. Looked like it was going to be called a strike, and they gave him a hit-by-pitch, forced in the winning run in that game. And then the call last night that gave the Phillies a 7-6 lead, and then they hung on. I felt for sure the Braves were going to come back and – Freddie Freeman or somebody was going to hit a two-run bomb to win it for the Braves in the bottom of the ninth, but it didn't happen, and the Phillies won that game 
seven to six. So go online and vote in our ESPN Richmond Twitter poll this morning. Do the rules of instant replay in baseball need to be changed? Maybe not even in baseball, because I think every sport uses that conclusive or indisputable evidence phrase in their video replay, whether it's baseball or football or basketball or hockey. Do the rules of instant replay need to be changed so there isn't quote-unquote conclusive or quote-unquote indisputable evidence needed to overturn a call? Yes, or no. Brought to you by Uptown Alley, our good friends at Uptown Alley, at Uptown Alley RVA. All right, right at the top of the hour, that's hour one in the books. We'll get to the second hour of the sports huddle coming up after the top of the hour Sports Center with Mitchell Bradley, and we're back with hour two next on 99.5 1027 ESPN. Where can you find a local manufacturer that still makes hand built two sided mattresses? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Two sided mattresses can be flipped and rotated to improve their long-term comfort and durability so you can get a good night's sleep for years to come. But OMF is one of the only companies left who still make them because we believe you deserve...